You're listening to the Quince podcast. Following a massive backlash from India over its quote-unquote racist and discriminatory travel restrictions, the UK finally recognized Covishield in its list of approved COVID-19 vaccines on 22nd September. The new travel policy in the UK, which is set to kick in from 4th October, had left many Indians confused as it required even the fully vaccinated travellers to undergo COVID tests before departure and after arrival and a mandatory 10-day quarantine when they land in the UK. What further infuriated people was the fact that the rules were different for other travellers who had been inoculated with vaccines such as Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. Pertinently, what is puzzling about the refusal was that Vaxzavia, the UK version of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, which is branded as Covishield in India, are the same vaccine, to the extent that India even exported 5 million doses of Covishield to UK to help with their vaccine rollout earlier this year. But even though the UK government has now recognised Covishield, According to the new rules, there is no respite to Indian travellers since they would still have to undergo all the COVID tests and even the 10-day quarantine. So, what is making the UK government refuse the authenticity of the Indian shot? What are their concerns exactly? And what steps can the centre take to rectify the issue? To understand this, for today's episode, we spoke with health journalist Divya Rajkopal and former Indian ambassador Anil Tringunath. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Himmat. So let's first understand how the UK restrictions work for overseas travellers. In short, the UK has designated countries in a traffic light system of red, amber and green as per their COVID risk. If you're from a green country, you can travel into the UK without any quarantine on arrival. But if you're from an amber list country, based on your vaccination status as recognized by the UK, you will be required to undergo tests and a mandatory 10-day hotel quarantine. India currently is on the amber list. And if you're traveling from a country in the red list, you will not be allowed inside the UK unless you're a British or Irish national or have residency rights. But all of this is about to change from 4th October, when the amber and the green list will be merged into one list and a separate red list will be maintained. Now, according to the rules, only those who have got both the doses of a UK-recognized vaccine, such as Vaxervia, Pfizer, Moderna or the single-shot J&J will be considered quote-unquote fully vaccinated and will not be required to take a pre-departure COVID test, neither will be required to quarantine. And Covishield was left out of this list. And there is no good news for those inoculated with Covaxin or Sputnik as well, since there is not even a mention of them by the UK government. India was also left out of the list of countries, travellers from which would be considered fully vaccinated. So in short, anyone heading to the UK, fully vaccinated or not, will be considered unvaccinated if they have not been inoculated with the listed vaccines. They will be required to take the COVID test and a mandatory 10-day hotel quarantine that the passenger has to shell out money for. Now, the exclusion of Covishield in India from the list caused an uproar and seemed bizarre to many experts since Covishield has been used to jab millions of Britons just this past year. Even the World Health Organization has listed Covishield as an approved vaccine. So, why the exclusion? Is there any difference between the vaccines manufactured in India and the UK? According to Divya Rajgopal, the vaccines are identical in nature, but the only difference lies in the name. She adds that the issue regarding the difference in jabs was also taken up in the UK parliament. So there is a very interesting thing which I think we should all be perhaps discussing about is that, you know, uh, what's in a name? 
right? And right now it all comes down to just that, uh, the name. Now, on 9th of July uh, of this year, Nadeem Zahawai, who is the Minister of State for Education, was answering a question in the UK Parliament about is there a difference between COVID Shield and Vaxavaria? Now, Vaxavaria is the brand name for uh, for the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine. Now, this is the response which he had given because this is something which I was researching and I came across today and I think I would like to share with your listeners is that, and this is his exact quotes, the Serum Institute of India manufactures both Vaxavaria and COVID Shield, branded vaccines which are the same as the COVID-19 University of Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. All SII-made doses approved by the UK Kingdom, MHRA, administered in the UK were branded as the COVID-19 AstraZeneca vaccine, which is now commercially known as Vaxavaria. The MHRA has not approved doses branded as Covishield and none have been administered in the UK. Now, what the statement basically says is that it's just about the brand name. It all It's the same vaccine that SII has made but it's just because it was branded as Vaxavaria, it has been recognized. And because it's Covishield, it's not been recognized. But since there have been so many hiccups in the recognition process for Covishield, Divya adds that Serum Institute of India, which manufactures Covishield, needs to explain on what terms was the agreement signed with AstraZeneca. I think there is there is this whole legal angle which we are not aware of on what's the agreement that's signed between Serum Institute of India and AstraZeneca. And uh, and this is where the whole crux lies in, where it's possible that when the agreement was signed between AstraZeneca and Serum Institute, it was clearly stated that the brand Covishield will not be recognized in UK or EU. So we need to ask Serum Institute of India also on what on what was the dotted line which on which it was it signed this agreement with AstraZeneca and, and Oxford, and perhaps that's where this whole uh, dispute is coming from. Now, the UK government has given some clarity on why it has excluded India out of the list of countries. Citing UK officials, NDTV on 22nd September reported that the problem is not the vaccine, but the Indian vaccine certificate. And this assertion can be drawn back to the rise in reports of fake vaccine certificates and RT-PCR reports, which, according to a recent Checkpoint Research report, is a full-blown industry. According to the report, fake vaccine certificates are being sold on the social media platform Telegram India with a single certificate selling for as low as Rs 1800 and certificates for other vaccines like J&J are also available for sale. Several instances have also been reported of Indians using fake positive COVID test results to avoid taking examinations or fake negative test results at airports to ensure that they get on their flights. According to Devya, the scale of such fraudulent acts does warrant an intervention from the centre, but there are methods through which other countries have gone around the issue of fake RT-PCR tests. As a country, you you want to be sure about that people with fake vaccine certificates or fake RTPCR reports don't come in. I understand that is a, that can be a major concern. But we have seen countries such as uh, United Arab Emirates and now Canada who have tried to fix that. I mean, Canada had banned uh, RTPCR tests from India until yesterday when they finally relaxed this norm and they said that you can take a rapid RTPCR test. So, so six hours before you travel or 18 hours before you travel, you have to get tested again and you have to get tested from a designated place and show that this is where uh, you have taken your tests. So so countries have tried to work around this issue of, I mean, it's of course, it's, it's a big problem. I mean, Indian government has to address this issue of fake RTPCR test reports or fake vaccination test report. But that's always 
that always will be an issue in a country as big and i'm not justifying it of course we should do all that we can do to stop this kind of fraud but countries across the world have tried to work that around and not put discriminatory practice uh, like saying that we will not recognize your vaccine altogether and only you have to go through the 10 day quarantine if uk really wants to make sure that it wants to let people in they can they can see say do what a uae does or what a what a canada does right now even you us for that matter i mean who've been extremely liberal in terms of the way they have conducted uh, the entry a free movement of designated people such as students so so it's not that it's impossible to do it but specifically using vaccination uh, and especially the vaccination that's been used in your own country to say that uh, we don't recognize this i think there is more to it that we can i, I we can we can see and perhaps we have to go back to the agreement that was signed between serum and astrazeneca another reason can be that indian vaccine certificates do not show the date of birth of a person which is one of the minimum requirements to prove that you're fully vaccinated according to the uk government devya argues that the vaccine certificate issue does not hold much water given that certificates in most western countries is just a piece of paper and the date of birth of a person can also be verified from other documents such as passports she adds that the uk needs to spell out what it wants exactly from vaccine certificates You know, honestly, uh, and again, this is my personal opinion. I just feel that the British government is changing goalposts to sort of try and suit its own, uh, you know, uh, agenda, or you know, you may call whatever that is. Because uh, if you look at strangely, most Western countries, the vaccination certificate is a piece of paper, and I can share this. Like, I have a vaccine certificate from Canada, and I literally, it's a piece of paper. If you look at what the Indian government has done. we have made a very uh, much a digital electronic system with the qr code and all those things where when there is an international vaccination passport system electronic system that sort of takes off the data of indian vaccinated individuals will be stored in a digital format which you don't see in most uh, like us gives a card if you look at the us vaccine certificate it's just a card uh, similarly uk also it's it's a card so it's it's again what is it that the uk wants exactly that they thinks that the indian vaccination system doesn't have right i mean if you look at for example the testing strategy where countries which are who are insisting on test reports they very specifically saying that you need to have a qr code that that they can verify from from their own system or their from a connected system which our pass our vaccine certificate does have so if they want to verify it they can verify i mean and of course and the whole question of question of you know fake vaccination and things like that it's europe is recognizing uh, covishield i mean if not all countries in the europe but switzerland has said that it recognizes germany has said that so has france so uh, we need to ask very pointed question on what exactly is an issue even with the system which the uk government is saying i mean date of birth if that's an issue i mean it's really really a very bizarre uh, issue to bring up right because you have all the other other documents that you can show to show this is a person so it's like if it's like saying that we think that the vaccination is fake it's like saying that most people who are traveling in indian passports are also having fake passports following the outcry which politicians in india have dubbed as quote unquote imperial and racist external affairs minister sj shankar met with the uk foreign secretary in new york and urged quote unquote an early resolution of quarantine issues in mutual interest In an address to the media on 21st September, the ministry also warned of "quote-unquote" reciprocal measures if action is not taken by the UK government by 4th October to rectify the issue. 
But given that India has exported its own vaccine to the UK in the middle of the second wave, how should India respond to this diplomatically? Former Indian ambassador Anil Tringonayat says that such kind of actions should not be tolerated by India. He speaks on what kind of reciprocal measures India can take if no discernible action is taken from the UK. Well, this is um, actually recognition of the vaccine also depends on different authorities. All the vaccines are not recognized by all the countries. I mean, that is a fact. But with the UK, this was a very peculiar case because the origin is the UK. And therefore, what they did was absolutely uh, does not sound good to reason at all. They cannot justify it except that it was perhaps a lapse or a mischief on the part of someone. Now um, that they have corrected it, it's fine, it's good for us. Uh, that sense that there's some relief for the uh, students. Uh, every country can take under this pandemic time, can take whatever decisions it considers appropriate for it. And we have seen that during the pandemic, protectionism and uh, you know free movement has been restricted by the pandemic as well as by the regulations that have been introduced by various countries. I mean, uh, this vaccine is not even recognized in the U.S., but the U.S. had hundreds of millions of doses kept for using its geopolitical advantage, right? So there are many countries, even if they are not recognized as vaccine for their own people, they have been storing it. Likewise, it is happening in most of the Western countries. So as far as reciprocal measures are concerned, you know, in these cases, number one is if your vaccine is not, so you could always say that, okay, XYZ vaccine from this country, we will vaccinate it with them, we'll have to undergo the same kind of treatment as you are doing, right? So that causes a major problem. Uh, secondly, you can take it to a different level, to another areas, uh, whether it is uh, imposing taxation, uh, additional tariffs or something like that, or, you know, you can um, uh, stop people, stop meetings, uh, reduce your uh, interactions uh, till this, uh, the situation is removed. But fortunately, the Britishers realized that it was uh, absolutely uh, incorrect. I don't know what they told the minister, whether it was uh, left or not, or whether it was uh, done knowingly, uh, whatever reason. So I think that uh, there are several options that are done, but they are done you know, in a graded manner. So, I mean, every country tries to take whatever measures are there to protect its own citizens uh, from the outreach, but anything which is discriminatory, which smacks of some kind of an apartheid regime as far as I think is unacceptable. The recognition of Covishield by the UK is a step in the right direction, but India still remains on the list of countries where passengers are considered unvaccinated. Whether things will change after 4th October remains to be seen. So stay tuned to the Big Story podcast and the Quinn to follow the updates. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 